Jeremiah 29, verse 13. Praise the Lord. Let's stand together for the reading. Just this one verse, and you can read it with me tonight, Jeremiah 29 and 13. Just this one verse tonight, and the title of this message is Finding a Place with God. Finding a Place with God. Jeremiah 29 and verse 13. Let's all read it together, this one verse. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all of your heart. Father, tonight we just still our hearts before you. We pray for your help and we pray for the Holy Ghost to come and to bring conviction of sin and to open ears and open eyes and soften hearts and that you would pray. We pray that you would move in lives tonight. Oh God, anoint your word. Anoint us to hear your word. Lord, we pray tonight, Lord, for one Lord, one in this house, O oh God, one that's halted between two opinions, one tonight, O oh God, that is betwixt between two ways. Lord, tonight we pray, O oh God, that you'd move in this house, Lord. You'd move in that heart. You would draw in, Lord. And Lord, you would do a sure work and that you'd do an eternal work in a life tonight. Oh, we pray that you'd be glorified. We cover this house in your precious blood. We pray that you'd be lifted up. We pray that you'd shut us in. Lord, we pray you'd take away all distractions. Lord, we pray, Lord, even against the works of darkness and the lies of the enemy tonight. Lord, we pray your truth sets men free. Lord, would you do a work in this house tonight that only you can do, Lord. It is not by might. It is not by power, but it is by your Spirit. So we invite the Holy Ghost to move in this house tonight. Breathe upon your word. Breathe into our hearts tonight, O God. Speak, we pray, and glorify your name. We ask it all in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Let's take our seats together. Jeremiah 29 and 13. And ye shall seek me, and ye shall find me, when you search for me with all, all of your heart, all, you'll find him if you search for him with all of your heart. I want to talk about two men tonight, two men in Scripture, two men in the Bible, two people in this Scripture tonight that sought God. They, they sought after God they sought God with all of their hearts. They sought Him to find Him. One of them we mentioned this morning in the Old Testament. I want you to turn back if you want to follow it in Exodus chapter 33. His name was Moses. Moses desired to know God. He desired to seek after God. He desired to see God's glory. He was a man that was passionate for the glory of God. He wanted to find this place in God. And in Exodus 33 and verse 13, he speaks to God, and this is what he says. Listen to the words of what Moses prayed to God. He says, Now therefore I pray thee, God, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now thy way. Show me your way. He says that I might know thee, that I might find grace in thy sight. And consider that this nation is thy people. Look at the desire of Moses. He, he found grace in the sight of God. He wanted to know the way. We know that Jesus said that I am the way 
I am the truth and I am the life. Moses is asking for that way. He says that I might know thee. He wanted to know God. He wanted to get into a place with God that he might find grace in his sight. Well, God answered Moses' prayer. In verse 18 of the same chapter, if you're following it tonight, he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. This is Moses. And then the Lord said, I will make my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, listen to the words of the Lord. He said, Behold, Moses, there's a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon that rock. Thank God tonight there's a place where we can stand in God. This, of course, is a picture of what would come through Christ. Christ being our rock. Christ being our righteousness. That there was a place in God's provision made for mankind that a man could stand in a place with God. That place was afforded to us through the great sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that this place that was in God was a place now was prepared even before the foundation of the world, before there was a star in the heavens, before there was, there was a moon or a sun in the sky, before there was the beautiful creation that's all around us, before a human walked on this earth, that God had foreordained that He would send His Son into this world to die on an old rugged cross. This was a place that was planned in eternal God, in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. God as one planned that Christ would come and provide a place for us to stand. This was a place, I want you to listen carefully, this was a place that was paid for through the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't stand there on our own religion. We can't stand there in our own righteousness. But we can stand there tonight through the precious blood of the Lamb. This is a place that is given to us by grace. We don't earn it. It is the grace of God. It is a privilege that we can stand through faith in Christ alone in this place in God. But it costs the Son of God, everything. This was a place for you, everyone in this room tonight. This is a place where Christ paid for with His own blood. This is a place for Christ where He suffered. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter 3 and 18, for Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, as we have received mercy, we faint not that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. This is a place where Christ suffered. It's a place where he undertook that great mocking and that scorn and that shame. It was a place where the sin of humanity was placed upon him. It was a place where he was separated from his Father. But this was a place that Christ has afforded for everyone in this room. And the Bible says, if you seek me, you'll find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Moses sought out this place, standing upon that rock, 
the grace of God afforded to Moses that he would see the glory of God. This man, Moses, sought for this place. I want to talk about another man. This is important. There's another man that sought for this place. I want you to really hear me tonight. It's so important. Talking about another man that was diligent in his search. He was determined in his life to find this place. The Bible says he diligently, he diligently sought it. That word means in the original he was very careful. He was so earnest. He was so diligent. He was so careful in his search. He was deadly serious. He was determined that he'd find this place in God. There was no casual approach in his heart. He decided and he was determined to find this place. The way we can understand the search of this man I don't know about you, but have you ever lost your passport on the eve of a holiday? We have a filing cabinet, six passports. They're always kept there. I always put them there. And then one year, we're heading off. One, two, three, four. Five. Who's not going? <laughs> and then the search begins. What's it? Is it, is it awful? Then the filing cabinet's opening. Then the, the inquiry begins. Who was last in the filing cabinet? And then the culprit who's missing. Did you have your passport? And then we pull everything out. And we pull the drawers out. And we pull the, and we check the pockets. And we go through the old suitcases, all the suitcases out of the wardrobe. And we begin to search. Have you ever lost that second part of your driving license? Anyone ever lost the paper part? You're only looking for that if you've got points, by the way. So don't put your hand up. But have you ever lost the second part? I've seen all the hands going up, by the way. I know you now. <laughs> And then you're searching for it. I don't know why we have it, but you have to find the paper part for something, right? And then you're searching for it. But I put it here. I put it there. And then you begin the search. You ever lost the car keys? Nicky's, Nicky's on crash. I can say Nicky's terrible with keys. Keys? Where's the keys? Handbag. Women's handbags. Anyone know what I'm talking about? You open up in there. I tell you, you could just dive in and keep swimming forever. Everything's in there, the kitchen sink, the whole lot. And then all the bags out on the table. You're searching and you're searching for the keys. You're in the car, you pull the glove compartment open down the side. Anyone ever been there? What's that search like? And then you come back in and you're looking and you're holding and you're longing and you're believing. Where did it put it? Then someone comes in and says, when did you last have them? <laughs> That's the classic, isn't it? Wait till the last half of them. If I knew that, I'd go and get them. In the search, that's an awful thing, isn't it? Everything started to pull out when we began to search. This man searched just like that. That's how he searched. 
He searched with everything. Actually, the search was so diligent. It was so desperate. Do you know what the Bible says about this search? Listen carefully. This man sought it. Listen to what it says. He sought it with tears. He sought it with tears. You can see him. The tears are streaming down his cheeks. He's seeking. He's searching. What the Bible says? The Bible says he couldn't find it. The man's name, for most of you probably know, the man's name was Esau. He's found in Hebrews chapter 12, of course, and Genesis 25 as well. But in Hebrews chapter 12, listen to these words. Verse 14 says, Follow peace with all men and holiness with which no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently lest any man feel of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, thereby by many be defiled. Verse 16, listen carefully to what it says. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. I want to ask you tonight a question. What would you sell your soul for? What would you sell your soul for? What would you sell out on God for? Here's a man for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know, this is what the Bible says, how that afterward when he would have inherited the blessing, listen carefully, he was rejected. Listen to what it says. For he found, listen, he found no place of repentance. Though he sought it carefully with tears. Sobering, isn't it? The reality of a man that's seeking with tears, diligently, carefully. The Bible says, listen to what the Bible says, he found no place of repentance. Esau, Esau, this man that sought is in a lost eternity tonight. But there was a time in his life, there was a time in his life that he had the opportunity. There was a time in his life that it was there before him, but he didn't know what he had. And when he thought that he would do it his way, when he thought that he could come at any time when suits him, listen to what happened. He couldn't find that place of repentance. Oh, you see, there's a lot of people speak this way today that I'll come when I'm ready. I'll come when I'm older. I'll come when I've 
sowing my wild oats and enjoyed my life and done what I wanted to do and go and enjoy the pleasures of sin and live it up a little bit. But see, when I'm older, see, when I meet someone and I marry them and I have a few kids and I'm settled down and I have my career and I have my house, then you know what I'll do? Because I know it's right. Then I'll give my life to God. Can I tell you something tonight? You've swallowed a lie. You've swallowed a lie. You're actually believing a lie. You see, this man Jacob and this man Esau were found in Genesis chapter 25. We read there just the story. We go back a little bit to try and find a little of the background of Esau. He was a twin and he came in and he was the eldest of the twins. And Jacob, the Bible says in Genesis 25 and 29, he sawed pottage. That simply means that he made soup. It was lentil soup. Jacob was making the soup. And Esau came in from the field and he was faint. He was tired. And Esau said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage for I am faint. Therefore his name was called Edom, and Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. Let me ask you a question. What would you sell your soul for? What would you sell your precious soul for? What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he loses his soul? What would you sell your soul for? What would you sell out for? You sell out for a bit of fun with your friends, a bit of sin in the world. You sell out for the pleasures of this life. Would you sell out for a career? Would you sell out for a friendship? Would you sell out for a boyfriend, a girlfriend? What would you sell out for? Jacob said, Sell me your birthright. Nisa said, Behold, I'm at the point to die. And listen, what profit is this birthright to me? What's the point? Sure, this means nothing. You see no value. See no value in the death of Christ. See no value in the blood of Jesus Christ. See no value in the place that he has suffered for you and died for you. See no value. And the things that Christ has prepared for us to enter into the fullness of God and the purpose of God for our lives. See no value in knowing of the forgiveness. See, there's a place in God where we can know the forgiveness of sin. There's a place in God that we can know the joy of the Lord. There's a place in God that we can know the peace of God. There's a place in God that we can be delivered. There's a place in God where we can be healed in our mind and body and our soul. There's a place in God that Christ has paid for. But what would you sell out for? Sell me thy birthright. I'm at the point to die. What shall it profit me? You see, he's seen no value in this great salvation. He was deceived and blinded by the enemy. Deceived and blinded by the enemy that there was no point. What profit is there in all of this? What a liar the devil is. What a liar the devil is. Jacob said, swear to me this day. And he swore unto him. You know what he did? He sold his birthright 
to Jacob. He sold out. Friends, I want to tell you, it's one of the most tragic stories in all of Scripture. One of the most tragic days in a man's life when he sold his birthright. Jacob gave Esau that temporal satisfaction. Could I tell you something, friends, tonight? Pleasures of this world, you've heard it too many times, but the pleasures of this world only last for a season. Don't the saints? Don't the pleasure of this world, how long did it last? And where does it leave you? Leaves you empty, leaves you dry, and leaves you broken, and leaves you bruised. But Jesus came along and he touched me. Here's a man that sold out. I'm asking you tonight, would you sell out in God? Would you sell out on your birth, the new birth? Would you sell out on the purpose of God, on your eternal soul? Would you sell out because you're more interested in the things of the world? Esau sold out because of a carnal and a fleshly desire. He sold out in God. The Bible says that he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Oh, I'll come any time I want. I'm going to tell you, friend, you won't. I'll come when I'm older. I'm going to tell you, friend, you can't come any time you want. No man, the Bible says, can come. No man can come unless he's drawn. Oh, I can't tie all that together. I can't put it into all the theological boxes, but I know what the Bible says, that you can't come when you want. Let me ask you this. Is God drawing you by a spirit tonight? There's nothing more precious than when God begins to draw a man or a woman by a spirit. There's nothing more precious than conviction of sin. You may not understand that, but when you know God's beginning to deal with your heart and you begin to become uncomfortable and God begins to search you and go after you, I want to tell you, friend, that's the time to come. You know, there was a man, another brother in Scripture, and he never knew what he had. He never knew he had it all. It's a terrible thing when we become familiar with this great salvation, isn't it? When we take it all for granted. When we're just tripping along in the church and everything else and we're singing the songs and we're looking up at the ceiling and nothing affects us and we've lost the joy. It's an awful thing. This old elder brother watched this younger brother come back one day. Not younger brother, I tell you, he was stinking. He was rotten. He had fallen into the depths of sin and harlotting and everything else. And there he comes running up the path and he falls on his knees and he's crying out for mercy. And the father saying, this is my son. He's lost and now he's found. Bring forth the best. Get the calf. Jay always phones up and says, I'm coming up north. Get the fatted calf killed. <laughs> Get the calf out. Let's have a feast. Let's rejoice. This is my son. He was lost. But now he's fine. And there's an old brother standing out the back there looking in going, hmm. You know the old elder brother? I've been here all along. I'm not like him. Look what he did. And now you've got the calf out. And you've got the best robe. And you've got the ring on his finger. You've got the shoes on his feet. And you're all partying. I've been here all along. The father says, Son, everything that I have is yours. He missed it. 
He had missed it in the house. You see, there's people sitting here tonight and they don't know what's before them. They can't see it. It's on the end of their nose. It's all around them, but they can't see it. There's a man that sought for it and couldn't find it. But let me tell you something of what I believe for sure in this meeting tonight. That God wouldn't have me preach this message. It might be a warning. Certainly it is. But he wouldn't have me preach this message for you not to know that there's still a place for you tonight by God. Yes, it's a warning. But the Bible says this, today, if you hear his voice, today, when's today? It's today, isn't it? He says, harden not your heart. And ye shall seek me and ye shall find me when ye shall search for me. Listen. Listen. With all of your heart. Do you know all God wants? He just wants all your heart. He doesn't want your head. He doesn't want your money. He doesn't want your house. He just wants you to search for him with all of your heart. But take note. Be careful. Be very careful about playing games with God. The Bible says, My spirit shall not always, always strive with man. I want to tell you, friend, tonight, today is the day of salvation. Tonight is the opportunity by the grace of God to get saved, to get right with God to get into that place, to get your feet on that rock and to live for God. Because tomorrow is promised to no man. But if God's dealing with your heart tonight, this is the night to get right with God. Make sure you do it. Do it with all your heart. Don't hold back. Do it with everything. I'm going to tell you for a truth tonight. You'll never be disappointed. Never. Never be disappointed. All on the altar. No half-hearted stuff. All on the altar for Jesus. Seek him with all of your heart. You'll find him. Better still, he'll find you. It's lovely. Tonight, if you hear his voice, you know in your heart, God's speaking to you. Tonight, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart, but give him your heart tonight. Surrender all to him. Let him do the work in you. Don't work it out. Let him work it out in you. He's a wonderful savior. Let's pray together tonight.